0: and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Hall Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the
1: Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. 3, 2,
0: Boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year. Sit here on a mission to make your financial troubles disappear and your time freedom troubles disappear. Now, inside inside the box that rocks today at the beautiful home of the Thrive15.com World Headquarters, we have assembled a dream team of of, of humans here, of, of co-hosts with the most, filling in for Dr. Robert Zellner, who apparently is out expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire uh, today. So let's start with you, Mr. Steve Currington, stevecurrington.com. Yo, yo. You are of the mortgage fame. You're you're from the whole mortgage game. Uh, can you introduce yourself to, the, to Tulsa, Oklahoma? What do you do and what kind of uh, problems can you solve for the great people of Tulsa?
2: I th- I have a new nickname that happened today. It's What's the that? Uh, and I think I came from you. Mm. It's the bowling ball of mortgage bankers.
0: I really feel like you are the bowling ball of mortgage <laughs> bankers. I just if it's in my way, I just knock it out and close the loan. You that's are a Lamborghini driving deal closing <laughs> mortgage man.
2: I'm the bowling ball, and somebody said why? Because you strike out?
0: No, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> no, why. I'll tell you. This. It's not strike. I had uh, a a person I know very closely who's actually using you right now for a loan. And they told me, they said, if everybody did loans the way that Steve Carrington does, I, I would use them for every aspect of the home buying process. They said, he just, he, the way he closes loans, I said, well, how does he close loans? They said, well, he uh, calls me back every day, he works via appointment. Uh, He doesn't uh, take forever to get things done, and he's actually pressuring the other vendors to be responsive. He's working with my realtor to get things done. It just seems like you work with a sense of urgency is what I was hearing. So for the Thrivers out there who are listening and uh, maybe who uh, have that same sense of urgency that you have and have begun to sell some things, you have probably dealt with complaints. So Thrive Nation, work with me here. If you have a sense of urgency about selling things, uh, you probably have run into uh, this thing called complaints. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on, on today's show is dealing with complaints. And uh, Tim Redmond, you grew a, a company from two people to 450 people uh, called Tax and Accounting Software. Um, you did very, very well. That business was sold Woo. for over $100 million to TurboTax. You've been featured in 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. You had a daughter that just graduated from from Victory High School. You is that right? It. Yes, you're, you're up on that. Huh? Your boys didn't go to jail. I mean, there's so many great a things. you
3: Everybody's out of jail.
0: That's a big deal right there. This is awesome. I don't have any grandkids yet. Now, so you, 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 you and your wife have done some things well, and I want to ask you, have you ever, in the process of growing tax and accounting software, have you ever dealt with a complaint?
3: Uh, I usually handle a complaint about once every 2.4 minutes, I believe is about the rate. <laughs>
0: That's about right. How many complaints did you deal with? Seriously, I mean, how many complaints were you dealing with when you were working there at tax and accounting software?
3: Well, they were, I mean, we, we marketed to CPAs. You know what CPA stands for, right? Uh, constant pain in the uh, abdomen. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so 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 anyway, we would work with these guys and CPAs. They like to have everything perfect, and when it's not perfect, they blow up. So we have blow ups all the time, and so we we train our people to be able to handle
2: those.
0: Now, Steve, have going. you ever had a complaint in the mortgage business? You've been in the mortgage business for quite a while now. Have you ever had any yeah, complaints at all? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, no secret to anybody, buying a house and going through the process of a mortgage. Yes, it's a very stressful thing. It's emotional, too. People are moving, and they're they're leaving a house maybe that they love, and they're going into a new house, and anytime there's a problem, yeah, it's stressful. So people complain for sure.
0: Now, Sam, you've never owned your own business, but you're in the process of building your own business. Have you ever complained? Have you ever had a business that you've paid your hard-earned money to do a service or, or deliver a product to you, and you thought, it, c- it clearly could be done much better than this. Have you
4: ever felt the need to complain, or have you ever complained? Has it ever happened? I personally don't usually complain. Uh, I'll usually put up with it, unless if I know the owner or if I have the opportunity to... But like, you'll tell your friends. I'll tell my friends for sure, but I won't complain to their okay, company. So what I'm gonna do, the
0: Bam. What I'm going to do right now is, that, Thrivers, I'm going to throw at you today an unbelievable amount of knowledge. And you go, why do you know all these things? One, because I prepare for every show, but two is it's it's, I, I challenge you to not believe what I'm saying, and I want you to make it a fun game today to do your research on this. So Sam Walton, the CEO, the founder of Walmart, once said, he said that the customer can fire everyone from the chairman of the board to the CEO on down simply by spending their money somewhere else. However, Bill Gates, who is the world's wealthiest man or in the top three or four, he says that customer complaints are your greatest opportunity for learning. So I'm struggling to, if I'm listening right today, I'm probably struggling to understand, so do I want complaints? Do I not want complaints? And and that's what we're going to get into today. But before we do that, Sam, you had a question today about keywords in Google. Can you ask your question? We love to answer the mailbag questions from Thrivers all over the world. And specifically, you're in the building and you had a question. So can you kind of ask your question about the keywords and how that works? Because I want to answer that before we get into dealing with customer complaints.
4: Yeah. uh, Me and my wife, we were wanting to start our, um, our business. But before we do that, we want to get to the top of Google. But We don't know what keywords that we need to be focusing on. So my question is, how do we decide which keywords we need to be writing content for?
0: And I know this doesn't translate well to the people listening because this is a radio show. So you'll need to work with me on this. But if you get out your computer and everybody gets out your smartphone or your computer or a tablet or something, and I want you to type in Tulsa, and we'll go with Tulsa um, Mortgages. All right, Tulsa Mortgages. Everybody do that with me now. Okay, come on, everybody. Everybody, come on, take the pledge. Everybody, I, state your name, do hereby, do hereby. Type in Tulsa Mortgages into, okay, great. So you type it in, and when you type it in, guess who comes up top? Okay, so you see ZFG Mortgages. And, and Steve, are, can we boo? Can we boo? Is that, that's, that's not you. Good guy, though. Good guy, like good guy. guy, but it's just but like yeah, a But look, good let's people, take him down.
3: you're saying <laughs> that on the radio, Steve. Come on, he's no. a
2: good guy. No, he is. It's Farid. He's a good. Dude. He's a great guy.
0: A we dude. just hope he's bottom of Google. I mean, no, <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> no.
2: He's, he will still be a great guy when he's on page four. Yeah, I what's What'll interesting
3: is he is still up there because of the work you did, exactly, Clay Clark. We, I, I want to punish Clay for client. being
2: such a good. Uh, for doing such a good job for him years ago.
0: He was a oh. business coach client years ago. But I'm going to go ahead and show you how to know what they're doing over there at ZFG Mortgage. The first person that comes up top in Google is ZFG Mortgage. And when you click on their site, everybody click on their site right now. Everybody do, go ahead, do it. When you click, I want you to right-click now on the home page. And I want you to look for this thing called says View Source. Right-click. And then do view source. Someone says, "I have a Mac. I don't know how to right click." If you don't figure it out, but go get a different go get a different mouse. Right click, and when you do, look for right there, Sam. I don't know if you can see it. You can see the description. Now, Sam has a benefit because he's he's a, in the box that rocks. He can see the screen. But Sam, do you see their their title tags up here? Yeah. You see that, and do you see their description? Yep. What you're going to do is make a spreadsheet of all of the words of the top ten competitors. That's step one. You got it? Got okay. It. Then. Step number two, and this is the part that people don't like to do because it takes time. Isn't there an app? Isn't there an app I could use instead? No. Isn't there a program? No. Is there a way I can? No. Is there a way I can get fit in like 30 minutes? No. Is there a way I can get great abs in two minutes a day? No. Is there a way that I could grow a tree faster without it dying faster? No. Is there a way that I could make hamburgers for 99 cents and have them not filled with fillers? No. The thing is, organic costs more. This is a very
3: informative show here. Right.
0: Uh, So what you do is you type in. I am suddenly hungry for a hamburger. So am I. Let's go get one. Let's, let's get one after the show. <laughs> so here's what we have to do is we're gonna to go to ZFG Mortgage and we're gonna type the word site and then colon in front of okay in front of the actual web address. And I click enter, and then it shows how many pages of content. They have four hundred and ninety-eight pages wow. of content, and I used to be their business coach, so I do know what that means. They have four hundred and ninety-eight pages. So you'd have to write that down on your spreadsheet and you go, to win that word, Sam, you would need four hundred and ninety-eight pages. And More you would keep, do, and keep doing this. yeah. You, so, you would,
2: Clay, but Clay says you have to double that, Curry.
0: I would definitely double it. And I'm like, so oh. go through a whole spreadsheet of all the terms you think you might want to be top for by stealing them from your competition, by right-clicking and, and clicking View Source and putting them on a spreadsheet. Then in the next column, we'll call it Column 2, you make a list of how many uh, uh, pages of content you need to be top in Google. And I'd always take the number of pages they have times 2. Now, what's a page? A page is 1,000 words of content. What's content? My friends, you need to book your tickets for the next in-person workshop here. It's going to be in July. What date is it? Listen, Thrive Nation. July go to, go to June? Thrivetimeshow.com. It, June sold out. June so you go out. to July. Oh, my. Go to Thrivetimeshow.com. Click on Conferences, and you can see the date. Book your tickets, and there I can show you a screen grab. But, 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 but Sam, you can see the screen. Yeah. So what questions do you have about what I just
4: said? Does, it, does this make sense, or am I rushing over it? It makes sense. So you just go to your uh, top competitor, find out how many pages they have. Top 10 competitors. Top 10. Yep. Make a spreadsheet and then double what all of them have.
0: And figure out what, which ones you could realistically double. Yeah. So and I, and I know what industry you're going into, so I'm not going to say it on the air. I'm just going to say I'm typing in Tulsa, um, uh, Tulsa veterinarians because I know you're going to become a veterinarian. We'll just pretend that that's what <laughs> I'm doing right now. I'm not giving away Sam's keyword right now because I don't want to give away his niche. But you type it in, and once you type in Tulsa veterinarians, you see the per- first per- people that come up top. You've got Yelp, Yelp. Foursquare, Jamba Juice, Tropical Smoothie, Smoothie King, whatever. And I type it all in here, and then when I do it, <laughs> what I'm going to do? You see what I did there? I kind of mixed it up there, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go see a therapist after this. It's hard to be duplicit on the. I'll do it a radio show. But anyway, you type, you find who comes up top in Google, and then you click site colon. You see they this guy has seven pages of content. Seven.
4: Oh no. CD Wait, Fourteen. That's be so, hard. No. so hard. So
0: hard. So Sam, fun. you could be top at Google for your term very quickly. That's like two podcasts, bro. But you and your you and and, and again each. 1,000 words is roughly 10 minutes of a podcast transcribed yep. or um, 10 paragraphs typed out. Um, that's how you do it. And if you want to know more about it, Thrive Nation, go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets to the next in-person workshop. But back to today's topic. It's dealing with complaints. So step number one when dealing with complaints, one, you have to accept that they will happen. Tim, I'm going to start with you. Yes, sir. When you built Task, what, how many accountants... were you you dealing with at the peak? Well, at at one time we
3: had 22,000 accountants and CPAs and tax
0: preparers that we served. So 22,000. 22,000. So I'm going to take 22,000, and Thrivers, I want you to think about this. 22,000 divided by roughly 50 weeks. How many many customers is that a week that you're, dealing with, if you just dealt with an even number per week. I know that's not something that you did, but just work with me on this, okay? So let's just say you only dealt with each customer one time a week. So 440 is what that would be. So 440. And let's say that you were a lean six sigma. What does that mean? It's a level of, of quality where you have less than a 1% error rate. You're so good. You oh, have, like me? Yeah, like you. Oh, like her. So you have okay. a one, let's say you have a 1% error rate, though. That means you're going to upset four people a week if you had 400 customers. Oh, wow. How do you deal with four complaints a week? What did you do when you had a complaint in tax and accounting software when you were growing it? How did you deal with it?
3: Well, I tell you, the first thing we did was when we had a complaint, we first went inward before we went outward. So they're complaining about something. So is there something that we can do to make their life better? Rather than just going into the defensive and say, you know, you're a derelict. You're not seeing it right. You're an idiot. We said, hey, what can we do to make their life better?
0: And I would encourage all the Thrivers to do exactly what Tim just said, and I encourage you to use the system that Chick-fil-A has uh, created for you. It is called LAST, L-A-S-T. Why do you know this? Because that's all I do. LAST, L-A-S-T. <laughs> L stands for listen. A stands for answer. S stands for satisfy. St- and T stands for trust. When we come back, we're going to talk about more about What does it actually sound like when you get a complaint call? I'd like for Steve, what kind of role play, where Steve will be a complainer and Tim will be the guy dealing with the complaint. And we're going to have some fun with this. But if you've ever dealt with a customer complaint, you don't want to miss out because we're going to walk you through how to deal with it mentally, emotionally, practically, financially, the whole gamut. And if you want to learn to get to the top of Google, go to Thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. It's a game changer, and
5: you can only get your tickets today at Thrivetimeshow.com. I'm Ken P. Law, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I know that... I needed to do but didn't know how to do it, uh, web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs, I mean just a lot of stuff, I mean it's overwhelming but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected, i uh, been to different workshops and uh, you just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote. And this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh so it opens you up to receive and hear. Better. Uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction. You you can ask him questions. You can help. He can. I mean, if you don't understand something, he can explain it more. So it's very very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn into easy steps that so they'll grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information and it's a comfortable setting. It's, it's awesome, it's a really good, good experience.
0: Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. For anybody just tuning in, if you survived the new kids on the block and boys to men Paula Abdul full package concert, we welcome you to the show. I had a great time, but I, I, that, that the concert, Steve was so good, I didn't want it to end, but it had to end at ten fifteen because I'd never been up that long. Right, I've never been awake that long, and so like at ten fifteen, I'm going. Is this what it's like? Right. And so my wife and I we had to go back cuz we had the babysitter. And the, but it was it was a great show. It was a very good show. Now, Your wife though was a gamer though. Your wife uh, Sally she's kind of she kind of a big deal on the She apparently went backstage. Now what what time did Sally get to the Boys to Men concert? That it started at 7:30.
2: If if you asked her it was the New Kids on the Block uh, concert. Not okay. not the Boys to Men or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's like uh, she had to take off work at noon to get ready. Noon. Oh, my. And I believe that they arrived downtown somewhere around 2.30 or maybe wow. 3.
0: So she, she left at noon, got there. and Did she go backstage? Is that correct? She texted me her uh, I'm party
2: ready pick at about 2.30, and then they. I think the VIP started at
0: 4. Did she pay extra money to go backstage? Uh, yeah.
2: This is the fourth
0: time that she's paid extra money it, to no, go backstage. Honestly, at this point, did they know her name? I be- First name basis.
2: I believe that they know her. I. Um, who's and her favorite one? Who does she like on the new kids TV? I try not to focus on that.
0: <laughs> Who is? Is it Donnie?
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't. Is I'm it not, Donnie I, Wahlberg? It seems like it
0: should be. Okay, Walter. He's my favorite anyway. Okay, nice. Now, now, Tim, yeah. did you go to the did you go to the on the Block concert? I did not go to that. Tim is the only person right now inside the box that rocks. Has any class is what he's saying because
2: hey I didn't I, go either. Oh, okay, did, there's, there's, Sally there's, went?
0: Well, I no no. I'm saying Sally you're has one flesh with your wife. Sally has they Sally hands. has class. I don't have class, and you don't have class. Oh, well, now, well but a, it's totally
2: unrelated to the content. Yeah, just,
0: just, just <laughs> random observations. Right? Yes. Okay, but we're talking about today. I'm in the class right d- now. There you go. Now we're talking about dealing with complaints, and so we're going to kind of role play this scenario, and I want, I want you guys to, uh, Steve, I don't want you to get, I, I don't, I want to keep it as real as possible because the Thrivers, we learn best through hearing examples. Okay, so there's this is the scenario. T and Yips, so we're not flying super blind here. You're an accountant. And you can't find the answer to your question about the 1099. You're trying to use the software to process a 1099. That's a form for a contract. That's how you document how much you paid a contractor at the end of the year. You're trying to process it. You can't log on. You can't get the information. Something's going on. And Tim, is the, the he's the manager. And I am the low-level guy who first takes the call because I used to be an intern for Tim. So my job as a front-level guy, entry-level guy, is to, they didn't call it the last system. It's been long enough, I can't remember. But the whole idea is to listen to the customer. And if you're, right, if you're listening right now, I encourage you to write down these four steps. You want to listen to the customer. My boss, Steve Heck, used to tell me, just listen to what they're saying. Diffuse by caring. Just listen. Then you want to try to answer it if you can. And then after you answer, you want to make sure they're satisfied and you want to build some trust. What will happen is I can't solve the problem because it's such a big problem. It's gonna escalate to I think you called do we call it tier two, or do you remember what you called it if it was like a customer service issue, Tim, that couldn't be handled by the front line. Do you remember what it was called at all? Uh, I know it's been yeah. a while.
3: Usually just talk to the supervisor, so yeah. Okay, su- so we're gonna
0: su- So we're gonna role play this. So okay, so here we go. And and Steve's gonna try to put this on Facebook Live. It's in a crazy thing. How how can we do it all at one time? Steve, are you ready to go? Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm focused okay. now. <laughs> okay, so here we go. <laughs> so Steve, you're calling me, you're an accountant, and you right. have you have an issue, and I'm gonna answer the phone. So here we okay. go. Thank you for calling Tax and Accounting Software. This is Clay Clark. How can I help you? Hey Clay, it's Paul Hood.
3: Um, oh hey, hey, Paul, how yeah. you doing?
2: All right. By the Paul Hood's a friend that I know that's a CPA. So calling from the hood. Yeah, I'm calling from the hood. Hey, um, I can't. I am trying in your software. Yeah. To get to this 10.99, and I don't know what I'm doing. I've had four people look at it. Yeah. Um, we need to fix this. I'm trying to complete this guy's taxes.
0: Well, Paul. Num- number one, uh, my goal is to help you solve the problem as soon as possible. Well, let's do it quickly. We, 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 then you will. We'll have the problem solved before you get off the phone here. Okay. So what I need to do is I need to get to la- the last four digits of your phone number. What's the last four digits of your phone number? It's I can pull up your file. Five six two six. Okay, five six two six. I'm pulling it in. Awesome. Okay, so I'm looking at it now. Tell I'm me what you're. Right now. Tell me what. It. Tell me what you're seeing. Tell me what you're seeing on your screen right now. Walk, walk, walk me through what you're seeing and some of the issues you're dealing with.
2: Okay, so. I'm on the website where mm-hmm. I log in.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. And what? where are you stuck? On the website where I log in. Okay. Um, so, so you're <laughs> saying you need a password retrieval? Yeah, I
2: mean, I don't know. I, I put it in. It's the same one that I always put in, you know?
0: Okay, well, here's the deal. I can do an instant reset right now. Um, and so let me go ahead. What's your email but address? Listen, this, was... is,
3: this is pretty good memory here, Clay. This is, my, this is what I did. My email years ago.
2: is Paul. At paulhood.com.
0: Now, real quick, Thrivers, what I would do is I would attempt to help them. Now, for some reason, I can't help them for whatever reason. We'll pretend five or ten minutes have gone by. I've really tried hard to help you out. I'll say, now, now, now Paul, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and transfer you right now to my supervisor, uh, Tim. And uh, uh, Tim has been at this longer than I am. He helped he longer that I have. He's helped kind of. Put, all to get put together all the systems, and he knows everything. He's kind of like the wise wizard. Let me transfer you over real quick, okay? Oh, okay. So that I'll put you on hold, and then, and then, Tim, I got a guy on hold right now who is having a, an issue logging on to his account. I've tried item one, two, three in the manual. Can you help him out there?
3: I, I probably can, as long as it's not Paul Hood again.
0: Oh, it's Paul Hood. It is Paul oh, okay. Hood. Okay, well,
3: I'll handle Paul Hood. I'm <laughs> going
0: to transfer you over, okay? So, and.
3: fam. Paul, this is Tim here. I uh, hey, understand uh, we have an opportunity here to solve a problem.
2: Yes. So I have been able to get in Okay. Uh, while he had me on hold, but I still cannot find this 1099 form that I'm supposed to download. I mean, I don't know. Is there a search? What am I doing wrong?
3: Okay, well, let's let's do this here. Let's begin with the end in mind. You want to print out a 1099. Is that what you're going for? Yes. And you're having a problem. You're having a problem with the entry, finding the entry screen.
1: Now
0: is quick timeout, because we are a radio show, I want to break down what we're hearing here. One is we're listening, we're trying to really understand what the problem is, and we're trying to define to the person we're gonna get you the answer. Now the thing is when we get off the call, let's speed into the future. Let's speed in the future, it's about five minutes later, you've solved the problem. We now wanna satisfy the person, making sure they're satisfied. We have to make sure wow. that they are in fact satisfied with the resolution. We got to build that trust. So we're going to go into the future, and here we go. And back to you, Tim.
3: All right. So Paul, uh, other than you being uh, as intelligent as a tree trunk, here, this has really <laughs> worn me out. Here, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I okay. Well, what would you, you actually say? That so, was good. So uh, what I what I like to do, Paul, is I just want to make sure: is this do you have the answer you need, and do you are you set up here to succeed going forward?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're good. We're good. Uh, sometimes you know, with technology, it just gets it gets just messed up, and I get frustrated easy. You know, it's tax time, and I it's you know it's five o'clock. I know I'm gonna be here till nine p.m. I so. t-
3: I totally get that. I'm I'm with you. The most important thing here is that the program is working for you, and that you're satisfied with, with how this thing is. Quick
0: timeout. So, throughout what we did, we just built. This, we, we we verified they're satisfied. Now we want to build that trust, and that's what you have to do. And then what you'd want to do is you want to take that extra step. Now that you've dealt with the situation, you want to take the extra step to turn this into a learning opportunity. And we come back, we're going to talk about how to do that because Paul is not a crazy person. He's just a guy with a, a, a complaint, an issue, and we want to help him not have complaints to begin with. Stay tuned. It's The Thrive Time Show on your radio.
6: My name is Nikki Warren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z. And uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to, be you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person. And I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me. And it's just very relatable. And so, for me, I am having a, a ball. Like I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had. I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of a model. and um, like I said, it's it's a, it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like, it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real-life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me. But if for if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here, and that like I you know I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is uh, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome.
0: Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. I'm the guy with Kim Jong-un on the side of my Hummer. Uh, If you've ever been behind me in traffic or next to me in traffic, I'm sure you've extended your middle finger to me while waving, and I appreciate that. I know a lot of people uh, are very critical of my driving, and if I were you, I would be too. So, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show. And we are very excited to be here with you. I'm very sorry, I've probably cut you off in traffic a few times. And today we're talking about customer complaints. And when you talk about customer complaints, it's kind of like me being in the Hummer, Steve. You see, a lot of times, Steve, I'm in the the Hummer, and my wife's in the Hummer with me. This this just happened yesterday. So, we're in the car, my wife talks to me. When my wife talks to me, I I have 100% myopic focus. This is my superpower, this is my weakness. I understand, I'm self aware of this. My wife says, Hey babe, what about such and such? And I turn my focus. I'm driving from the from the where, the road to my wife. Have you right. ever done that before, Steve? Yes. In your Lamborghini, have you yeah. ever done that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When so she rides with in me. In your
3: Lamborghini. Yeah. So
0: I turn to the right, and when I turn to the right, I notice her. And on the show, I can break it down for you, but at the time, I don't. I don't do that. So as I turn to her, my hand naturally sort of lets go of the wheel or turns the wheel to the right, just subtly. And then as I'm turning, my wife goes, would you just pay attention to the road? And then I turn back, and now I'm focused on the road. And That's then as she's hilarious. talking, I <laughs> no longer can hear what she's saying because all I can hear is the road, right? <laughs> so then, you don't want to die. I can't do both, you know what I'm saying? Right. And the thing is I'm not trying to generate a complaint, but it's a learning opportunity. And the learning opportunity is you know, how do you prevent this situation from happening you know, in the future? And so typically for me, it's just turning on music and blocking out every form of human life in the vehicle, and I'm able to drive safely. But if I talk to humans, it's a repetitive problem. And if you've been in the car with me and you've tried to talk to me while driving, you know it's a repetitive problem. In fact, Dr. Zellner recently said we went to Chicago together, and he gets out of the car and he says, I will no longer ride with you in a vehicle. Give me the wheel. That's awesome. <laughs> and so that,
2: that has happened to me. So, a similar thing where someone said they will no longer ride with me in a vehicle. I don't know. Maybe my wife a couple of times.
0: So here's the next step. Okay, so step number one is you want to accept that you're going to have problems. Emotionally, though, Tim, why do you want to accept that you're going to have complaints occasionally? I mean, let's just say one, if you're the best ever, 1% of your customers will be upset. Tim, why do you have to emotionally accept you're going to have some level of complaints?
3: Well, because it's just to be able to do the emotional management business. Management is is emotional management. So if you know that this is a normal course of business that you're going to handle complaints here, that that's what comes from doing business, it's not like your whole world gets rocked. It's like you're just going to do another day of business.
0: Hey, Steve, I want you to educate someone listening right now who says, "I want to accept what Tim just said. It makes sense." But it's hard for me to embrace that I'll ever have a complaint. There's somebody out there who says, I don't want to market more. I don't want to grow. I don't want to deal with growth because of the complaints. And that person would be me. (laughs) Okay? So let's just say, because that's always been my Achilles heel with scaling in any business, because with the the DJ Connection, um, once I got the system tight, I didn't have complaints for like a couple years in a row. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And that made me want to do everything myself. But there's some point, you have to let go to grow. What's that balance, Steve? Educate us. Well, I mean,
2: for me, you—I call it the ceiling of complexity. You get to the point where you can only do. We talked about this on a on another radio show where you had the the phone cord running. Yeah, you know, because there was only so many people you could talk to in a day. And at some point, you've got to let go of. I can't handle everything, and 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 accept the fact that other people aren't you, and they're not going to do it to the level that you're going to do it, and they're going to mess up. And then just put something in place to make sure that when that happens, just like you said before, that when it happens, you recognize that it happens, you accept it's going to happen, and then you determine how you're going to respond, like how you're going to respond and how you're going to learn from it, because that's what I, why I do.
0: Now, Thrive Nation, I want to give you some very specific steps. So, one, every time you get a complaint, use the last system endorsed by Chick-fil-A. If you want to get... More complex, the guys at Yum! Brands, David Novak, the CEO of Yum! Brands. Why do you know this? Because this is what I do. He calls it blast, which is believe the customer, then listen, then answer, satisfy, trust. You know what I mean? So. And then you could call it the Y-blast, which is you believe listen, answer, satisfied trust. But the point is that's what you do. But then the, st- the step number two, though, is you want to control how you're going to respond to them. You want to control how you will respond to them, which is the last system or a system. You want to document, make a process, make a script for how you will deal with complaints. And I want to say a confessional right now, if it's okay, with Tim Red, but if it's okay. I want to share a confessional about a, a job where I did not do the right thing. Yes, my Uh, son. And I had to be consulted, and only the script was allowed. The script is the only thing that allowed me to stay gainfully employed. Are you you ready for this?
3: Let's do this, my son. I worked at we're in in a dark room here. This is going to hurt.
0: I worked at a company called Faith Highway. Uh, It used to be called uh, what was it called before Impact Impact Productions. Yeah. And Tom Newman was my boss, great guy. Shane Harwell, my boss, great guy. Good dude. So I'm on. I'm, I'm working there in the call center. And I'm, so we yeah. sell evangelism commercials to churches. And one thing you can't do, Steve, is when you call a Church of Christ, it's a, it's a certain denomination, you cannot cold call and ask for the pastor because they don't have a pastor. They have a guy called the minister. And apparently the nomenclature, the syntax, the the semantics, that matters more. Muy importante. And they they don't allow praise and worship music. You can't do praise and worship. Tim, do you know why they can't do praise and worship music at the Church of Christ? I mean, you went to Oral Roberts University. You obviously know everything about all religions, all denominations of the Christian faith. Why can they not?
6: Well,
3: I I don't know. Something happened, I think, in 1834 that... Uh, I have no idea. Okay, why. It so here's make the deal. To me, <laughs> I wasn't a
0: Christian until my son was, you know, like one years old, basically. So I'm kind of, you know, nine years into that game. And so a pastor one time, I cold called. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, is the pastor there? They go, Oh, actually, uh, he. Oh, let me transfer you. So I'm on the phone, he goes, Thank you for calling, Pastor Yada Yada. And I say, hey, Pastor Yada Yada, this is Clay Clark calling on behalf of Impact Productions, and I want to talk to you about an evangelism commercial series we're doing. And he says, Son, we don't have pastors. At this church, we have ministers of God. And I was an atheist at the time, and so I decided I'd give him a piece of my mind. And I'll edit it. I'll edit what I said, I'll paraphrase, because I I don't don't have the (laughs) actual script. But I said, well, um, uh, you know, then I would invite you to calm down. And he says, what? I said, any, you know, any faith in religion? I don't believe in, in your religion. But if I did, and you got upset about calling someone a pastor versus a minister, it would make me not want to be a part of whatever your faith is. And so, I'm not sure if you do believe in heaven and hell. But if you do believe in hell, I would encourage you to go there. <laughs> And he's like, "What?" And I'm, "No, no. I mean, if you do believe that, that's where I would encourage you to go. I, I don't, but if you did, that's where I would go if I were you. And then there, you could understand that no one cares whether you're a pastor or a minister.
3: You, you politely invited him to go to hell.
0: That's what I did. And uh, I, and pastor, but oh, I, but I was minister. But I, I've always been kind of that witty guy. So as he's getting mad, he's like, "Son, did you just tell me to go?" And I said, "No, I did. I, I would I invited you just to go there. I, I don't personally believe in it, but nicely invited. Well, anyway, yeah. they pull me into that glass box. They have a glass box, and, and basically, if you're getting yelled at. You go into a glass box where everyone can see you getting yelled at. And they informed me about the script and how you deal with complaints. And that script set me free. And I read that thing insincerely for years because I never wanted to say what the thing said. But over time, I got more and more sincere. But it kept things from getting epic. And if you're listening right now and you have a fast food restaurant or any kind of business where you have a high traffic volume, you must accept that complaints will happen. You must write a system for how your team will respond to them. We come back, we're talking more about customer complaints on the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And if you didn't see the Boys to Men concert, the New Kids on the Block concert in person, you missed out. But I'm telling you what, maybe you can see them next time they come to town. Are they coming to town again, Steve? Probably. Probably. We'll be there. (laughs) All right.
7: My name is O'Neal Bent and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sherita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her, and also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing. I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building, and when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I I don't know if it's it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people say hello, and then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever gonna stop talking? You always wanna keep listening, and then when it's bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is is mostly uh, Clay will will give you information that you need to know but then he also opens it up for questions so there's always this um, question and response type of situation and then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you and he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, ex- I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're gonna do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need.
6: I made a mixtape
0: in my dorm room. I can't believe this. It doesn't seem true. I won't stop, though, till everybody know. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. the bottom, now here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. For anyone just tuning in, you may be asking yourself, "Is this heaven? Did I go to heaven and I discovered an AM station that's still broadcasting in heaven? Is this what heaven is like? Is this what heaven's gonna be like?" No, you started oh, from the bottom. Yeah. Now you're here. No, that's what <laughs> no, this is not heaven. But this is the Thrive Time Show on your radio, and we are a show that provides business school without the BS. And yes, my name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. And yes, I am excited to be here with you because this is our mission. This is why we're here. I I personally know that the reason why we're together at this time on the radio is because You are looking to do more with your life. You're looking to expand your financial freedom and your time freedom. And you're looking for a show that can help you do that. And this is the show. So you could be listening uh, to uh, talks about Donald Trump's impeachment, right? You could be talking about shows, talking about building a wall. You could be talking about North Korean buildup. You know, you could be talking about who's going to be the head of the FBI. Oh, no, who's going to? But the thing is, is that you can't control that. And today's show, the entire show, every show, is focused on things that you can control. Steve Currington, you are now the top mortgage man in Tulsa. You're top in Google. That's right. You're selling uh, many, many mortgages. Some could say they sell more. Some could say they sell less. But the thing is, you're, you're, doing, you're doing it. I do it cooler even if they do more. If you they're Google done, Tulsa mortgages, they're, they're going to find you. You are living that dream. You're driving the Lamborghini. People high-five you. It's a great thing. So yep. I want to ask you this. For someone listening who focuses on... Exclusively, whenever they look at their wallet, whenever they look at their bank account, whenever they look at whatever financial indicator there is, and they say to themselves, I'm not successful because the big three. Mm. The economy, right? Oh, the, the economy. Or, oh, it's it's a religious thing. It's you know, God's not blessing me. It's the economy, it's religion. Or 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 it's it's some sort of like thing we can't control. What a tip would you give? We, we believe God can help people. We believe great politicians can help things. But, but, but what advice would you say to somebody who says, I'm not successful because of something I can't control? What would you say?
2: You have to grind. You're not working hard enough. I read a book. Um, Grant Cardone wrote this book called "Be Obsessed or Be Average." Oh, come and on, preach a, it. It's a good book. But you know what he says in there is people just give up too
0: early. I'm not taking the mic back until you preach the good news. Well, I'm just saying. Now.
2: I'm just saying like people just give. They're like, I've worked so hard for these last 37 minutes, and it's like, dude, you didn't. Clay Clark didn't uh, start from the bottom, and now he's here like six days ago and get a radio show on KFAQ. That didn't happen. How? What is it? That you did, and how many years that you did. It says this, by the way, in the Thrive restroom. If you're not ready, deposit all your dreams here. If you're not ready to work for f- uh, eighty hours a week this, for five years with is no right praise.
0: O- this is right over the toilet,
3: right over the urinal.
0: Well, here's it an example. Points at it. Here's an example. Um, it's my favorite urinal. Elephant in the room is our men's grooming lounge, and um, that company pays me more passive, more more money passively, than um, if you know, than most doctors make actively. You know. And how does that happen? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we put a ton of money into it. Every week, we're writing checks. We try to stay lean. Every week, we're writing checks for ads and for the website and for training people, and we're putting time, and we're getting to the top of Google. We're grinding. We're working hard, writing content. We're doing all that. We're refining the system. Uh, people came in. They were not happy with the experience. We would learn from these complaints. We would get better. People come in and say, hey, there's no overhead music, and we're like, oh, my gosh, we should get some overhead music. People would say, you know This haircut took an hour. Kirk Fryer, if you're listening, I'm so sorry about that hour haircut. But I always take an hour. I remember my dad one time in the living room. My dad, my own father, says to me, he says, uh, son, I, it, it takes too long. I said, Dad, how long does it take? He says, well, it takes, it takes you know, about over an hour, and I, I just don't have an hour available in my life for a haircut. I'm just not going to do it. And over, I mean, the complaints would come in. The issues would stack up. The decor wasn't where it needed to be. The playlist wasn't where it needed to be. The experience wasn't. But we listened to the complaints, and over and over, we took the complaints, and we used them to improve, and we did it and did it. In about year two, we posted a pretty good profit. Year three, things are growing. Year four, now we're in the process of franchising. And I'm just telling you right now, if you're listening... I know that you have what it takes to be successful. Tim, if someone's listening and they go, I can't be successful right now because of the president. Now, when you built tax and accounting software, what year did you guys start that business approximately? What, what year was that?
3: Uh, I joined them in 1986. Uh, the founder had started a couple years before that. 86. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're
0: Reagan years, right? Because Reagan pieced yeah. out in 88.
3: We, we were about $100,000 strong on an annual basis.
0: In 1986. Uh-huh. Okay. So from eight, and eight, Reagan was the president, but there's people who've had success in the Clinton years, in the Bush years, in the Obama years. In the, What would you say to someone listening who says, I can't have success because the president, the laws right now, oh the regulation. My. What would you say?
3: I would say, memorize this one line. Okay, here we go. If it's to be, it's up to me. Repeat that again. If Whoa. it's up to me... If it's to be, it's up to right. me. Right. <laughs> wow. He's like, wow. Well, here it comes. <laughs> here I, I messed it comes. Wait, <laughs> no, Wait for no, it. Wait for it. Nothing like. Uh, if it's to be, like it's that. up
2: to me.
0: That's the deal, huh?
3: Yeah. So you just have to own your stuff. There's a better word for it, and that I would say is things. You got to own your things. So, <laughs> so
0: here we go. So now step number three is you want to learn from complaints. Steve Jobs was big into learning from customers. His competitor Bill Gates with Microsoft is famous for this. But he says your most unhappy customers are your greatest source. of of learning. Now, That's I just right. told you, Thrivers, we had a Thriver we, we had a Thriver just like you out there right now who actually was one of our early, early members to the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. And if you're listening right now and you know the guy, I want you to shoot him a text. But Kirk Fryer, he's the district manager for District 10 for Farmers Insurance. Give him a call at 918-392-4000. 918-392-4000. I know this because I've trained their agents for nine years. He's a great guy, but this is the deal. He, he would come in for the haircut and he would say... Clay, you know it's taken too long. Right now, I could justify, but instead, and I encourage all the thrivers to write this down. When you seek criticism and not praise, you will always make a raise. When you seek criticism and not praise, you will always make a raise. So when you want to jump into the feedback and say, "What could I do to better serve you?" and he said, "You know, the the, lot, the it took too long." And I said, "Well, what else? The overhead music took too long. What else? The so." Steve, how have you, what is something you've learned about the mortgage process? Because now you have a very fast process. People looking for a fast mortgage, looking for a low rate, people looking for the right systems, they're going to go to stevecurrington.com. That's right. Hundreds of Tulsans do it per year. They go up to stevecurrington.com. Thousands of people in fact do it. They go to stevecurrington.com because they understand they get a fast mortgage. The, the word of mouth is, is crazy. It's through the roof at this point. It's like a it's like a exponential growth. But how have you learned from the customers? What have you learned from them to make your company better?
2: People don't like stress, right? Especially when they're moving. And people don't like surprises. At the closing table.
0: Hey, we're going to close. This happened to me. This has happened to me at a closing. This is years ago. Hey, um, we bought a house at 91st and Lynn Lane. Many of you have seen this. 8,900 uh, South there's Lynn Lane. There's a picture Lane. of it right here on the wall. There it is on the wall. On this. I remember I get to closing, this person says to me, Hey, I just want you to know um, there's going to be a little more than what you expected. Now, our, our mortgage professional was awesome. But the title company's trying to throw in that mess. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more, you know, and the house this big, you know, it's $660,000. You know the title work took a little more, and you're going what? And they just play that yeah. game. Yeah. Steve, why don't people like having surprises and changes? What's wrong with us? Well, you know, people make plans when
2: they're moving. You know, they got the mover, they got the kids changing schools, they got things going on, and you can't willy nilly that process, which is part of why I get a lot of flack in the industry because I have certain partners that I work with mm. all the time, like for title, I. I Everyone knows this, so it's no surprise. I use Allegiance Title. I have, a, I do a, a bunch. And people think, oh, there's some deal. Now, here's what the deal is: is I know what to expect. I have the expectation of how things are going to go for me and my clients, and mm. that's a perfect example of that. And so, for us, we want to control every aspect of the process from the appraisal and the, who the appraiser is and who's on our panel, all the way to title to the attorney that's reading it to the person who's closing it, because we don't want surprises. Because with surprises comes pain, and then comes complaints. And we only learn that, Clay, by getting complaints and getting punched in the face by the clients. Literally. Not literally. I've never been punched in the face by a client. (laughs) Not yet, but I'm working on it.
0: Now, Tim, when we come back from the break, um, well, first off, before we go to the break, I encourage everybody listening right now, I encourage you to do two things during the break. One... Get up there and go to Oklahoma Joe's. I mean, there's multiple locations, and you know you have a burning desire for those burnt ends and baked beans, unless you're my wife. Beans, beans, She beans. doesn't like them? She, my wife will not eat any meat. I'm oh. like, eat some meat. No, no I want not eat meat. And the thing is, because she knows how much I love the meat, you know what I mean? She's basically kind of tried to de-meat our family because she knows people want what they can't have. So I find myself now looking at people going, he looks edible. I mean, it's I love me, oh, but it's the thing. I encourage you to go up, though, to Oklahoma Joe's, check them out, go on their website, visit the store, go in there, check it out. Second thing I encourage you to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. June's already sold out, so go ahead and do yourself a favor, book your tickets for July. But when we come back, Tim Redmond is going to be educating us about how they were able to scale a business from two employees to, to 450 employees simply by learning from the customers to make a great customer service experience.
1: Still pants, at, not giving a. B- Babe boy, now I'm all grown up. I used to cruise the used car a lot, put chrome in the truck. Babe boy, now I'm all grown up. Yeah, we used to ball like that. Now we on the ball team, holler back. <laughs> now I got black cards, good credit and such. Babe boy, cause I'm all grown up. Top.
4: Sam Parker.
8: Okay. I'm Karina Parker.
4: We live here in town.
8: Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, uh, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be.
4: The Thrive Time workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on. Um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are
8: there's motivation everywhere if you don't feel motivated then something's wrong with you it's, it's very upbeat. all over the walls yeah. uh,
4: he's very funny uh, like a comedian but at the same time he wants you to learn and so if you have any questions he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything any questions that you have but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you.
8: He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he's being real. He doesn't care about offending people. Yeah,
4: he just wants to help you.
8: (laughs) So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer there wasn't pressure and it's a month-to-month thing it's not like you're signing your life away. I
6: want to be a billionaire, so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. I want to be on the cover of Forbes Magazine, smiling next to Oprah and the Queen.
0: All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back into The Conversation. This is the Thrive Time show on your radio. I have never been on the cover of Forbes Magazine, but our company has been featured in Forbes twice. And as of this morning, uh, with a couple of recent articles that I've had uh, uh, approved there, I'll be in there two more times. And so I encourage everybody to Google Thrive15.com and Forbes, thrive 15 Forbes, you can read you can read about it, and uh, that song is called Billionaire. The song we came into is called Billionaire, and uh, Bruno Mars wrote that song. And Bruno Mars is a guy who grew up homeless. I don't think a lot of people realize he grew up homeless. And uh, um, when you are homeless, uh, what that means is that you're somebody who, at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, you're struggling for food and shelter. And as you move up. And then you struggle for f- friendships and belonging, and then you f- look for a higher purpose. And then once you start to self-actualize, you need to make a copious amount of money to create the time freedom and financial freedom. But what happens is a lot of people, when they finally get to a place where they're making the money they've wanted financially, they can't enjoy it because they don't know how to deal with complaints. Because they, th- they let the complaints take their joy. Steal their joy. Taking it away. They let them do it. And you cannot. Listen, Thrivers, I'm giving you a Dr. Zellner quote. He's told me... Uh, I don't know how many times, but we'll go with more than five. He said, shame on you for letting someone take your joy. And I remember thinking, what? I mean, I thought he'd say something encouraging. Dr. Z, someone said this. He's like, <laughs> shame on you for letting them take your joy. you know, And that's that you got to do your best and forget the rest. I remember him saying that, though. Shame on you for letting someone steal your joy, do your best, and forget the rest. And that's very powerful, powerful thought. So I want to ask you, Tim, I mean, you grew tax and accounting software from... Two people in 1986 to uh, over 450 people when you guys sold the business. And what year was it? 1999? Is that right? We sold it in 2001. 2001. Okay. So how did you um, learn from complaints to improve the business? Because a lot of people, they just get emotional, they get defensive. It steals their joy. How did you learn from those complaints and maybe uh, use them to actually improve the business? Yeah, I
3: tell you, we. well, first of all, I was the entire support team. So I got to hear all the good and the bad and the ugly. It was mostly uh, bad and the ugly. What we did, though, early in the uh, in the in getting a bunch of people on board, it was so high stress with these CPAs blowing their stack for the software not being perfect. I would have a Monday morning meeting, Clay, and I would actually hear the complaints of the staff, and I, I felt so cut down and so... I I wanted to reach out at them. I said, listen, I hired you here. I gave you this opportunity. I poured into you. I wanted to get defensive, but I learned just to say, no, this is a learning opportunity for me. And we made dramatic changes for the staff so that they could be just jacked up and ready to go to serve the client. This was in the
2: the 80s, right? So, I mean, how long did it take for complaints to get there? I mean, did the ponies deliver them like every day?
3: Yeah, it was before they invented dirt. So was-
0: <laughs> what happened is, is Tim would be watching Miami Vice, yeah. and the guys would would we, knock on the door, and he would he would have almost out, of a, out of like a panic. He would change the station <laughs> to Night Rider, and he would but 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 we got
2: more all, mail. It just came off the pony. We got we, another complaint.
3: We all had these shirts, and we kind of like. Unbutton them down right. to my
2: belly here. <laughs> I have, I have a guy in the in, in Tulsa that I know that still does that. He wears his shirts like that, and I'm like, bro, yeah, come on. We're now here's the deal.
0: Start. Here's the deal, Thrivers. The only way to not go out of style is to never be in style, which is my method. Right. Okay, so here we go. I can uh, I, I can verify it. that. Okay, time. so here I see we play go. Every day. Okay, so here's the deal. I want to read you a notable quotable from Sam Walton. I'm not paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. I'm reading you the actual quote. He says, "There's only one boss, to the customer." And he could fire everybody in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending his money somewhere else. So, Tim, philosophically, you know, it can feel good to go, yeah, we learned from complaints. You know, one of the things I like to do is learn from complaints. Um, But then, like, how do you, because you guys were growing a company. I mean, you got the complaints. But how did you, what's the balance between taking the sense of urgency needed to take the complaints, act on them, and also not let it stress you out? Right. So,
3: first of all, learning is really, really key, Clay, Learning is not just gaining information, but it's making adjustments. That's what learning is. So we had to make the adjustments, but there were lines that we had to draw. And so I would, uh, in these meetings, I would have to draw the lines that we're going to go this far, and that's all we can do because we had to focus on the majority of the people. We're not going to spend our whole time chasing three people there.
2: Because you can't fix everything like immediate, like at one time, right? So it's high priority, right?
3: Right. So, so, so we made it. We made it a priority, but we had to draw the lines of how far we could go. And I mean, we would have this guy Todd Starkey. Mm, I love Todd Starkey. Todd Starkey is an awesome guy. Now, Todd, against our rules, came back into the. Came back into our office at midnight just to handle a. How tall call.
0: was Todd? How tall, tall, tall was Todd? I think he was taller than I thought. He, I think he was like a six three, six four. He's a tall man, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, he was six
0: three, six four, maybe six four and a half. And you know, he was actually the one. His wife Allison hired me for a, a holiday party. It was my first holiday party that I Is ever that booked, right? For a, a bank over there off of uh, um, Cherry Street. Yeah, called Stillwater yeah, National I Bank. Stillwater National. Yeah, it was the first holiday party I ever did, and uh, I'm very appreciative to the Starkeys for for giving me that opportunity. So thank you, um, Starkeys. And so you saying that he went over and above, though he went
3: he went over and above. So so we would we would have to create boundaries or lines, otherwise people would, would would crash. They would just they would fail. You know, they would just they'd hit the end, and then we we would have a lot of people. Uh, go uh, a wall on us. They they quit on us during the thick of the, of the. So I wanted to be able to control that, so we didn't have, you know, everybody leaving at that moment.
0: Now, Thrive Nation, I want to I want to give you a notable quotable from a best-selling author uh, named Gino Wickman, and I really love what he's saying here because if you don't understand this, if you don't grasp it, if you don't get into it, if you don't dig this quote, here's an old-school shovel. If you can't dig it. It's going to be hard to grasp what I'm saying, so I want you to write this down or paraphrase some notes. He says, "Most people are sitting on their own uh, on their own diamond mines, their own diamond mines. The surest way to lose your diamond mind is to get bored, become overambitious or to start thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Find your core focus, stick to it and devote your time and resources to excelling at it." So here we go. Elephant in the room, men's grooming lounge. Uh, Tim, have you ever been there before? Have you ever been to the Elephant in the Room? I,
3: I love going to that place. Are you kidding me?
0: Steve, honestly, have you ever, have you ever been to the Elephant in the Room yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got my haircut in 27 minutes. Can you explain uh, what you like or don't like about the Elephant in the Room? I just want to know your your experience candidly. I mean, what what, what was your experience about the Elephant in the Room?
2: Well, um, just like I said with um, the mortgage thing, what we try to do is, is control the experience so that there aren't any surprises. Yeah. Right? And so for me... It's knowing what to expect. You know when you go in, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get my haircut. It's going to take exactly this long or less. I got that paraffin hand treatment. I think so how the was that? How was waxing? that? The waxing. It was kind of. I mean, I felt like I didn't want to tell my friends, like the dudes, yeah, that I got my hands waxed. You know, and but I, you liked I, it but, though. Oh yeah, head mas- like a scalp massage. Oh wow, I mean, do that they was do, nice. Do they
3: do uh, bikini waxes there no, too? Well, no,
2: I, no. I asked for a ba- back wax, and that's <laughs> when when they asked me to leave but i mean up to that point it, it was great up
0: until they said you need to leave sir Put tim how would you ex- how would you explain your your elephant in the room uh, men's grooming lounge experience
3: i i love it it is an experience clay i come in from the very beginning now i know i i know the uh uh the script that everybody's following here but even though i know what it is because you and i work together real closely Uh, I still get lost in it from the beginning of how they welcome me. It's a celebration. They give me something to drink. And then it's this predictable process here. I got got this good feeling, brother. So
0: here is an example of the diamond mind. Um, I'm obsessed with the business, and Justin is too. So uh, we decided to add up lighting to the downtown store and pinion wood outside. Um, we decided to add, add um, more decor. We added more pageantry. We added more historic barnwood. We added more, we're always improving the menu. We're always we're asking the customers, what could we do to improve? In the process of adding an online scheduling program that will uh, make it very easy for men to schedule on a little app there, um, we have a text to schedule feature. We're unrolling here soon. It's just, it's a lot of things we're doing. It's be more like Southwest Airlines self check in style. We got a lot of things we're doing because we're listening to you, the consumers. But I will tell you that, 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 that if I wasn't obsessed and he wasn't obsessed with making it the best it could be, do you know that just this week we've changed our inbound phone script twice? We're on version I think it's forty seven right now. Wow. We've had our I think we have like sixty versions of our handbook. We're always improving. We're always upgrading. It's because we want to make the best experience for you so we can make the most money. Now, here's what's interesting, Clay.
3: I was one of the early adopters. I was one of the early members. Yeah. And I did not stay. Oh, damn. It was a Tim. little bit of the learning curve. And oh. I didn't, I didn't want to be the experiment. Oh. I, I hate want, when he's I'm, honest. I wanted oh. an experience, but Wee? I didn't want to be the
0: experiment. How is it better now?
3: Oh my gosh, it's just like everything is like clockwork. That's what, that's what I think men like here. It's predictable, it's like clockwork. And uh, everything is just, it, it's, it's like it's a luxury
0: element. And there. drivers, if you're listening, your first haircut is a dollar. So it's kind of a deal. You say, Clay, how could you afford to do that? Well, we lose. On average, twenty-three dollars every time that we give you a one-dollar haircut. So it's a twenty-three-dollar bet on you. It's like I'm handing you twenty-three dollars. It's kind of how it feels to me. And we have about an eighty-five this week. We had an eighty-one percent conversion rate across oh the board. My,
2: but that across the board. But that was with you. Probably had a one-sixteen percent on one of the stores.
0: We did. We had one store that needs a little <laughs> bit of help. Uh, the South Tulsa store this week. We had a a a groom's men party, the bachelor party that came in to get haircuts. And they were all from out of town, and none of them wanted to sign up, so it threw off the numbers. So we had like 17 dudes that came in as part of some big bachelor party, and uh, none of them uh, signed up for membership, because I think all of them were from out of town except for the original member, who's the groom. And so it threw off the numbers a little bit. And Katie, good job. Good job. You're doing a great job. We're going to miss you when you move to Hawaii. But uh, oh, if you're listening really? right now, I encourage you to go to EITR Lounge and check it out. Book your first haircut. It's just a dollar. Now, the next thing is, is, once you have those the, the feedback and the complaints and the issues. I need you to do this for me, Thrivers. And we're going to do it tomorrow in our Thrive Coaches meeting. It's going to be awesome. I need you to take a Post-it note and put it on your freaking workflow. Put it on your workflow. What's a workflow? Why are you yelling at me? Put it on your workflow. What's a workflow? I want you to go right now and buy a whiteboard. I don't have the money for a whiteboard that I want you to go and get the whiteboard paint. I don't have the money that I want you to get a third and 17th job and figure it out. But get a whiteboard, write your entire workflow from left to right, and identify your biggest limiting factor. Because we have a limiting factor at the elephant in the room, and I'll tell you what that is. We need two more chairs at the South Tulsa location. And I've got another limiting factor. We need to get our freaking FDD done so we can sell franchises. We have so many people who want to buy a franchise, we've got to get that done. But you have to know your biggest limiting factor, and you've got to document your workflow from left to right, from left to right. Like you're reading a book, you have to do your process, step one, step two, step three, step four. And when you learn, you have to put it on the workflow, on the workflow, because you have to see it. If you don't see it, you can't fix it. If you don't, if it's just an idea in your brain, if it, you wrote it on some random notepad somewhere, if it's if it's a comment you make to a coworker, if it's a grievance you're expressing, if it's something you're talking about with your husband or your wife, that's not a workflow. So when we come back, we're going to teach you specifically how to incrementally improve your business by just taking the complaints and putting them onto the workflow. And now we're listening to the Karate Kid soundtrack because I love that movie. Stay tuned. Thrive Time Show on your radio. Big shout-outs to Mr. Miyagi.
9: My name is Sean Lohman and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties and then I fix them up and then I sell them for a profit. Well Thrive is very non-industry specific, so when we come here there's business owners from all different aspects of business, you know, they're doing all different industries and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's, he owns nine businesses. Clay Clark owns nine businesses, so he's, he knows what's in common with all of them. So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look, or specifically what your, your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm gonna take away and implement immediately. Uh, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls, and lots of accomplishments, and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday, and you know, we're, there's a sales team in here. It was Friday, so you know, they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales, and it's just a really um, Motivating environment to be in to see you know how this how his business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know non-specific with, with what he's teaching, and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop, and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so, if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're gonna learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that i I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, At the end, they're all, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we wanna get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us, he's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it, so I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message, that's the, the goal, is mentor a million people Is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea, and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome.
0: I am more than just a rival, uh, like a horse with blinders. blinders. Focused on the Thrive Time Show is where, where you find us. us. He be the Z and I be the C. Teach your business skills from Clay to Z. He puts you up poor, but we're poor no more. more. The goal of the show is to help you score. So ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce himself. He be the Z here to increase your wealth. Oh, Dr. Z is not with us today. Unfortunately, he's not expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire. But my name is Clay Clark. I am the co host with The Second Most here, joining you, broadcasting live from the box that rocks, sponsored by the good friends at Scripps. Radio. Those guys own HGTV. And to David Abel, I know you're able. I appreciate you for believing in this show. Steve Hunter, I know you're a hunter of talent. I appreciate you looking beyond my lack of talent and just seeing the persistence needed. I appreciate everybody at Scripps Radio. I appreciate you for being here today. And I appreciate all the listeners for joining us here each and every day on the Thrive Time radio show. And the only way that you can show your appreciation for the Thrive Time show and the Scripps family is to visit our sponsors. I encourage you to put your money. I encourage you to put your money where my mouth is. What? What? Let me try it again. Uh, uh, sponsors uh, that's that p- sponsors that put their money where my mouth is, aka they're 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 betting on the radio show. Any, any sponsor that puts their money where my mouth is is my friend, and I really I, I try to check them out though to make sure that I can that I can sincerely endorse these people. And I went out there to Oklahoma Joe's the first time. And since then, I've been a believer. And, I, and I'm telling you, today, I will be going to Oklahoma Joe's. Sincerely, I'm going to do it. It's a commitment I'm making. I will go to Oklahoma Joe's, and I'm going to enjoy, enjoy those baked beans, those burnt ends. They're incredible. My son and I are going to go there. We're going to go to the Broken Arrow location over there by the Bass Pro Shop because it's a good location. It's by the house. We love it. Great people there. And one of the gentlemen uh, who works there, he's a, a manager, and uh, when, he heard out, when he heard that my father was uh, dying of ALS, he actually came by my father's house and he brought by uh, barbecue that he paid oh, for out my. of his own wallet for my dad. And so um, they have great people there who go the extra mile. And that is what it's all about in the game of business is really going that extra mile so, you, so that you can create the three Ps, which is a great profit, a great product, and work with great people that you like, the three Ps. So, But, but unfortunately, when you begin to do that, when you, when you begin to put yourself out there and work so hard to build the business, you start to occasionally have complaints. And when you have complaints, you can either hide in a closet and uh, cry and recoil and retract and, and begin to recess, or you can expand and jump into it, lean into it, learn from it. And so Tim, when someone gets a complaint, why do they have to document it on their workflow and ask systemically what do I need to do to keep this problem from happening over and over and over again? Why does it? Why does someone have to do that as an entrepreneur? And maybe why is it so hard to do that to, to think about your business systemically?
3: Yeah. Well, I, you're so busy in the whirlwind of, of every every day, things are coming at you 300 miles an hour. So just to have that process established, you know. In my coaching with so many dozens of these business owners, they get so busy, they feel overwhelmed, and they just need to be told, just, you've got to document it so that you can directly address the issue. Many times, if if you see what the problem is, you can change something in the system. It may be the script, it may be how you're responding, it may be a program adjustment, but you have to know what to solve, so you got to see it.
0: So I will, I will give the Thrivers an example. Um, Steve, you help uh, fund the construction of new homes. Is that correct? Yep. And you've done a lot of work with Shaw Homes. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, we are working a little bit with them. Yes.
0: And full disclosure, we, like we uh, work with Shaw Homes, and so I love Shaw Homes. I, full disclosure, we work with Shaw Homes, but also full disclosure, we like Shaw Homes. And yep. full disclosure, if I say something three times, it'll get stuck in your head. So Shaw Homes, Shaw Homes, and. Sh- Ha Homes, Shaw Homes. Aaron Antis. Aaron Antis. So here's the deal. Shaw Homes, they're building these homes all over Tulsa, and when they do it, they use a blueprint. And I'm sure that the blueprints they use now are all up to code. They're all uh, ones that a, a, an architect or somebody has gone through to make sure that they're structurally sound. Yep. Now anytime I ever built anything in wood shop, Steve, it was not structurally so. No. I have no mechanical skills. <laughs> but they have a, a, a floor plans that are proven to work. And when they use those floor plans, they're proven to work so that if I came in I wanted to buy a house or Tim wanted to buy a house or you wanted to buy a house, we could just pick from a proven floor plan and it would work right But the but for some reason builders aren't emotional or architects aren't emotional about a blueprint. Why are business owners emotional about their business blueprint? Because that's what it is. A workflow is just a documented plan of how you attract customers, deliver for customers, make profit from customers. Why are people so emotional? Why are are most small business owners so unwilling to make a documented workflow, like a blueprint?
2: You know, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of pride that goes into Believing that your product's perfect, with some people, you know, they just believe that that they provide a good product, and some people aren't good at taking feedback. And when That's they don't so get, true. yeah, when so they true. when they don't get the feedback, they don't think there's anything. You know what? I it's called being unconsciously incompetent. You don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and I think some the reason why they can't. Fit, ha, provide a good workflow is because they don't think there's anything wrong with their workflow in the first place. Or they don't or,
3: or people don't like accountability. Right. The workflow, when you have it mapped out there, it holds you accountable. Either you correct
2: it you, or you don't. You guys see it all the time because you're, you're a business coach. Clay's a business coach. You're a business coach, Tim. And you see it all the time where uh, we talked about this on our other podcast where the idea guy has the idea of what they want to do with their business and you got to right. hold them accountable to, to do it. But people are just all over the place and they... They, I think they want to. Maybe in their heart and mind, they, they want to. But some people just can't physically execute the process.
0: And you know why? I think a lot of people can't. I mean, there's there's two primary reasons here. I think one, uh, and I, I, I say I think I know this from firsthand experience. Why? Um, one is most people have never seen a documented workflow. They've never seen it, yeah. and so it's hard to really grasp it. Steve, have you been to San Diego? Uh, yes. Have you been to Colorado Springs? Yes. You have a branch in Colorado Springs, right? Yeah, we sure do. Tim, have you been to San Diego?
3: Yes, I have.
0: Have you been to Colorado Springs?
3: Love Colorado Springs.
0: Okay, so when we talk about these places, I didn't understand what it meant to be 80 degrees with zero humidity. Having grown up in Tulsa and then Minnesota, I've never understood that. No mosquitoes. Tim, how would you describe San Diego? I mean, just the the weather of San Diego for someone who's never been there before.
3: Well, it is... Uh, clinically and statistically been estimated to be as close to heaven as it can be.
0: I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's a deal it's, where...
2: It's wonderful. You're, I mean, right it's now just, it's
0: 65 degrees there. It's unbelievable it's in delicious. San Diego. I'm just telling you, it is a yeah. great place to be, and that's why people pay a lot of money to live out there. That's why it's crowded. People want to live out there. The weather is incredible, but it's so hard... To explain that to someone who's not been there before, I could say it's excellent, it's great, but I really don't have enough words to explain to you what it's like to want to be outside as opposed to wanting to oh, go it's inside emotion. it's emotional. to seek air conditioning. Now, the majesty, the beauty of the mountains in Colorado Springs. Steve, how would you describe the view in Colorado Springs of just the mountains out there, my friend? How would you describe for somebody who's never been there before?
2: Pike's you you want it to be like light outside all the time because you can see it. But yeah, it's amazing. Actually, one of our branches... Um, you you know there's a lot of military out there we do a lot of VA loans in that area but there's literally I don't know what it is but it's it's in the side of a mountain where they have built Steve when we come
0: back you're going to tell us more about Colorado Springs and Steve what's, what's your website my friend stevecurrington.com stevecurrington.com is going to tell us more about his incredible mortgage company and how to deal with customer complaints and all about Colorado Springs when we return to the Thrive Time Show
1: my name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things it's gonna help our business drastically. Oh very uh, intuitive just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business Uh, the interview process the employee process Uh, if employees not working out let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, He just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people, do I need what, what do I need to put in place, and he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and it, in of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. Let's go. Ho! Uh-huh. You are not ready. Unstoppable. I'm
7: a hustler, baby!
0: All right, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year and the father of five human kids. Why? Because that's just the way that I choose to live. And I am here today, joined with my brother from another mother. It is none other. Then the man with the plan, plan the dude who's probably done um, provided more mortgages to the great people of, of Tulsa, Oklahoma than any other mortgage banker that I could possibly think of, and I'm not a just a shameless mortgage thinker, no, no, but I I am a guy who just just praises what I believe to be a great mortgage banker. It is Steve Currington. Steve Currington, how are you, sir? I'm delicious. It's oh wow, it's a great night. And we Day. were ta- we were right talking afternoon. we were talking about uh, before we headed into the uh, uh, break there about the importance of documenting your workflow. And I was explaining to the Thrivers so many people they struggle to build a workflow because a they've never done it before or b they've never seen it before. You know they've just never if you've never seen it before it's so hard you don't to know what it
2: looks like. You don't know what it looks like.
0: And then kind of the, the maybe the, the other little thing is maybe you don't want to do it after you see it. But I encourage you to book your tickets for the next in-person Thrive Time Workshop. We're sold out right now for June, but I encourage you to book your tickets for the July Workshop because at the workshop, we will show you specifically how to create a workflow. And once you know how to create a workflow, it will unleash and unbelievable scalability to your businesses. And that alone right there is worth the price of admission. Now, if you can't afford the price of admission because of whatever situation you're going through, that's okay. Because we have a scholarship available for you. And the only way to redeem the scholarship or to book your tickets is to go to ThriveTimeShow.com. That's ThriveTimeShow.com. Click on the Conferences button and book your tickets check out see read the reviews i mean i'm trying to sell you something so don't believe what i'm saying read the reviews you know what's great about i've been to i think now three or four of them i go to every one of
2: them Mm. and what i love clay and and this is a shameless plug maybe for steve for clay there's no upsell that's what's great how many people have gone to a conference and you walk out and you had bought a bunch of stuff that you didn't want
0: well, okay, I'm going to ask you, this. You, you Have you been to a Tony Robbins conference? I, I've i been
2: to a, not specifically one of his, but I've been to one where he spoke, where he came to a conference. So walk
0: at. me through. Um, you've been to a lot of conferences, though, a oh, lot, yeah, of, a lot yeah, of conferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk me through your favorite non-thrive conference you've been to, the one where you thought, man, that one was awesome. What was the one where you well, went to where you thought, man, that was really good?
2: I liked the Tony Robbins, con- when he spoke, at. it was last year. and it yeah, was, Tell me, what do you like about him? What do you do? Well, I'll tell you, it, it's I think he does a really good job of playing on your emotions and getting you excited and and your energy. He uses energy to get you kind of all pumped up and everything going. Right. But you know, I'll use a quote from Dr. Green from like a long time ago. It's like climbing to the top and getting excited to get to the top of a mountain and there's no there there, you know, because I didn't bring anything from it, Clay, except for maybe like that I was excited and things were good and I was pumped up and and my energy level was high, and that was great. And so, f- to, for that to that extent, it was great. But I didn't leave with anything except thinking I needed to buy something.
0: And I think I think this is what you do uh, right there, Thrive Nation. Is is you're a human. I'm a human. We all need motivation, and we need to. Assist, I mean, mo- uh, Zig Ziglar said that motivation. Is like a shower. You know, you need to do it every day. You need to motivate yourself every day. I believe in that. You need to motivate yourself every day. Zig Ziglar again said, motivation is just like taking a shower. You need to get motivated every day. However, I will say once you're motivated, once you're sufficiently motivated, once you are excited about you've you've, you've turned your pursuit of profits into passion once you've moved beyond a place of 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 being stuck once you've realized that you have the mental capacity and the tenacity to achieve the success that you want once you are absolutely anointed and appointed and ready to go you do you do need to know how to make a workflow right you need to know how to build a website you need to know how to build a Performa. Right. But a lot of people don't line up and go, ladies and gentlemen, tonight uh, we're going to be live here from the Madison Square Garden. We're going to have an incredible... Speaker, he's gonna be teaching you how to make a workflow. I mean, very few people are like, "All right, let folks live for the be okay." <laughs> Unbelievable! You don't hear a commercial on 106.9. We're gonna have new kids on the block. Oh, boys uh, to I men, and there, some guy teaching you how to make a
2: workflow. I went down there the other day, and I was like, "What's everybody out here for?" Oh, they're teaching us how to do a workflow. They're to making BOK. a workflow
0: to be okay. It's no, great. It was a concert. Know. You know, yeah. we're gonna teach you guys. He's gonna be teaching us how to actually set aside. A set amount of savings so that you actually are making a rate of return greater than the inflation
5: rate. Right, oh exactly. wow! Yeah.
0: What are you crazy kids out there getting a tattoo of? What is it? Is it a boys to men tattoo? No, no, that was old school. Is it a Tupac? No, old school. Is that is that a new tattoo? Is that a Chris Brown tattoo? No, no. Is that an Apple tattoo? No, no. Is that a Starbucks tattoo? No, no. Is that a, is that some sort of hip hop lyric? No. Is that a Justin Bieber tattoo? No, no. It says it says on here, S-Corp. I'm, I learned how to make an S-corp, You know, which is kind of <laughs> like an LLC, but a little different. Allows me to pay less taxes as a self employed person. And I just wanted to put that on my arm to celebrate. So
2: hashtag S Corp, hashtag winning.
0: I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of people out there are excited. They're going, man, I, I can't wait to go to that, that new concert, the new comedy tour. They're going to be talking about how to do permalinks and optimizing websites. <laughs> right? and how to But get you your-
2: get the boom book at the, t- you know, Clay has
0: the boom we book. We make it fun, though.
2: How, how many times have you edited the boom
0: book? Mm, probably 30, 40
2: times. Yeah. So I've seen the boom book, and it's funny because. And I've been to a few of the conferences, I go yeah. because it's a good refresher for me. And, and and the other thing is, and you've said this, they do an open, like, there's a whiteboard for open questions. And you never know where that's going to go because you have people coming in. We have people from, like, California, uh, California, Toronto. Oh, there were people. There was a guy that was from uh, Idaho. Idaho, Nashville there. there? And, we- and so they ask questions, which, you know, Clay has a spot in his brain. He hits play, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, why isn't that in the boom book? And so I thought it was interesting because when you talk about changing your workflow, yes, sir. I've watched the workflow change in the conferences just based on feedback that you get from from the people in the conference.
0: And tomorrow morning we're going to change the workflow a little bit for Thrive because we have so many of you who are reaching out uh, for business coaching um, experience you want that, and we're trying to streamline the process to make it easier for you to get into the system, Steve. Because right, right now it's it's you have to go through an assessment, which is very helpful. But I believe we could make it just a little bit more efficient because right now people go through the the assessment, and they go, "Wow, that's great," and we have more people wanting the coaching than we have room for because we can only work with one person in every industry. Right. And so someone will hear like, "Oh my gosh, you guys work for Sushi Fork, they're on fire." Oh my gosh, you guys have spoken at Mathis Brothers, dude, they're on fire. Man, you guys have worked with Hewlett Packard. They're on fire. Man, you guys have worked with Steve Currington. They're on fire. Barbie Cookies. They're rocking and rolling. Did the, the, the Tulsa Oilers elephant in the room? I want to get on that train. And we go. I'm sorry. Uh, We can't because we're already working in your industry. And so we're we're finding a streamlined way to get more people in to help you and to bring those costs down, and you can learn more about it at Thrivetimeshow.com. But for Steve, for anybody who's not uh, been able to see a workflow before, I was comparing it before the break to you have to see Colorado Springs to really get what Colorado Springs brings. Yeah,
2: we're driving to our Opus Street office, which we've moved from since then. We've got a new beautiful corporate office, but you literally drive you're driving down this highway into the side of the mountain, which inside that mountain is a big military. Bay. I mean, it's a big, like, technology military thing. But it's beautiful. You inside know, the, the mountain the is, the te- is the military? Yeah, and you have to – it's where NORAD is, actually. Really? Yeah, so if you drive up just a little bit past where our office was, there's, like, a dead-end road, and Jeremy uh, Betterson, who's our uh, secondary guy that runs all of our locks and everything out there, was telling me, just literally, like, one one turn past his house, if you go past his house, you literally get to, like, the – the fence that says if you pass here you may be shot kind of thing
0: oh wow cuz you- it's
2: norad but it's up there it's a beautiful mountain out there
0: now, Thrive Nation, I'm just I'm, I'm encouraging you. One, go Google Earth, Colorado Springs. It's an incredible. It is pretty cool. Incredible view. But also, I want you to go to ThriveTimeShow.com and book your tickets for the next in-person Thrive Time workshop. You just simply have to learn how to build a workflow if you're going to build a scalable business. And we come back, we're going to wrap up this discussion about how do you deal with customer complaints. ThriveTimeShow.com. <laughs>
10: Of, you know, stuff, get, uh, growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck; it's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day, the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows, um, and so that's, you know, it took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful, it's, it's been great, it's a great environment, um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how you know entertaining uh, Clay can be as well.
11: Yeah, I am so grateful to be here and um, I've loved just learning everything I'm, ta- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures I'm good at it I have my prices and everything but it's hard to get the clientele so learning about the marketing has really helped me and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this because it's been so great we're so grateful to be here I think yeah. I can go home and like I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and and everything—it's very practical.
10: Yeah, a big thing that's that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff, is just you know a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life.
11: I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining. And I I just love being here. It's awesome. Yeah.
10: I I really like the smaller class group. Um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just, just a smaller, it's great. Just a smaller yeah. part. They
11: haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So,
10: yeah. Clay has been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich (laughs) scheme. Like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it, so. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again.
0: Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It is the pump-up edition of the Thrive Time Show on your radio, where we're talking today specifically about how to deal with customer complaints. If you've been in business for more than, I don't know, three months, four months, you've probably dealt with complaints. And if you are a Lean Six Sigma quality or better, you're probably getting a complaint from one out of every hundred customers. And what you have to do is you have to get to a level and a place mentally, emotionally, and practically where you can not only deal with complaints, but learn to improve your business based upon those complaints it's not fun to have complaints nope. but when you have them you got to learn how to somehow benefit from them and how to make your your battleship a little bit better as a result of the errors that you found so uh, i want to i want to ask you this, steve now why do you why, why do we encourage people as, as, as the next step here when dealing with complaints people have to learn how to set boundaries and i mean why is as, as a mortgage guy i mean what is the boundary that that you have set, or what's a boundary you maybe could set better? Or just talk to me about boundaries, because I think people would call you 24/7 if you let it happen. I mean, when do you eventually have to turn off the phone or shut down the day? Or walk to me, walk me through the boundaries you've had to set as you began scaling SteveCurrington.com and the TLC Mortgage Empire. Well, I
2: think um, for me, boundaries had to get set when I realized that I was losing focus because. Uh, things were pulling me away from what we needed to focus on to go to the next thing. So uh, when I, the other thing I think about with with boundaries is boundaries within the team of what's allowed. And you know we've talked about how you respond to complaints and and setting your workflow and doing all that stuff. But I but I heard um, and this is just recently, Clay. I heard something said in the office about something that happened with a client or whatever. Mm. And I said to uh, to my team, I said I never ever want to hear you refer to a client or something that happened like that again because i don't care what they've done or what you think or whatever i don't ever want there ever to be an opportunity for anything to be listening where they hear and it wasn't probably anything bad right and i don't remember specifically what was said but it was just a thing so we had to set a boundary we even within our our own office of of our what i would call your self-talk of like hmm. you know like after you hang up the phone you know people do that they're like, oh, they have like, right you know they they grumble and my, my opinion, I don't know, you can you can weigh in on this, Clay, but my opinion is I don't want my team grumbling on the phone after they hang up the phone. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all it's like an attitude thing. Because if you're doing that, then you're probably not a, a person who's accepting of the feedback. And well, that's a boundary spot for me.
0: If you're listening right now um, and uh, you're in front of a computer, I encourage you to Google service profit chain, Harvard service profit chain. And Steve, I pull it up on the screen so you and I can look at it together here. But as you look at the screen, um, you're going to notice that the first step here is you're going to deal with the internal service quality. The next step is employee satisfaction. The next step is employee retention. The next step is blah, 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 blah. But you have to look at it like a linear path. And each area, each um, step of the workflow really does matter. Mm-hmm. And one area here, is it says here, internal service quality impacts employee satisfaction. So if you allow your quality to get low and you allow if you're somebody not like Steve and you allow your team to complain about the customer because they expect you to have a high level of internal service quality, then the next step I'm showing right here on the screen, I know it's hard to see because you're not on Google, but Thrivers, I encourage you to Google service profit chain and click on images. You can see this. It's a yellow boxes from left to right. You're going to see That once employees, Steve, are satisfied because they do offer a high level of internal service quality, then employee retention raises, and the value offer goes up, and it's a great cycle. Now, if you don't do this, it's a failure loop, and so what you have to do is find a way to get your team to be excited about delivering excellence, and Steve Jobs once said that most people are not used to an environment where excellence is expected. You've got to get your team to perform with a level of excellence, but yet you have to set boundaries. And Steve just said boundaries for the, the comments your team's allowed to make, how they process it. When you mess up, or a customer's difficult, or has high expectations, you want to make sure that those are learning opportunities. Now, right. I'm going to give you some very practical things, and Steve, I'm going to throw them at you fast. And Steve's not a business coach, but he is a mortgage banking guru. So I'm gonna fire coach. matches. Here we go. Okay. You cannot control how the human body responds to complaints. When someone complains, immediately, I mean, it can hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. It can get you upset. Why can't we control immediately how we how we, we, we feel when you hear negative, really negative feedback?
2: Well, some of it might be from how you were raised. You might have I call it self-talk. It's like the things you tell yourself. Like it, you know, for I've especially experienced this with um women in in the workplace that you know they've got a a dad that was a jerk growing up and they've got somebody and they hear that voice from that customer that reminds them of some person in their life that that and and they just how your body responds it's just how it goes
0: so one drivers understand you probably cannot control your immediate response you can control how you react to it but your immediate just emotional reaction it's like um uh, you know, back as a kid, it's kind of a stupid thing you shouldn't do this. But one thing I used to do was I used to take uh, aluminum foil, and I'd take the aluminum foil and I'd put it in a two-liter bottle with uh, uh, the uh, works, you know. <laughs> and if you do that, it makes an explosion, and you shouldn't do that. But that's what I did. <laughs> Have you ever done that before, Steve? No, dude, it'll, no. it'll, it'll, it'll blow things up. It's crazy.
2: I'm, I'm going to now, though. Oh my god! Like, no, I'm gonna, I mean that's. am going to go home. It's a like, pretty tin epic foil? explosion.
0: Tinfoil, yeah. a, a two a two a two-liter bottle. And you just put works in there, and it causes a chemical reaction that will make an explosion. What is works? It's a cleaner that you put into clean toilets that really have an epic level of cleaning. Sounds like it works. Okay. Now, the next thing is you must control. You can control when you allow yourself to have that input. Though You don't have to have your phone on 24-7. You don't have to have your email up 24-7. And I know that I'm going to get one complaint per 100 customers, so I have set emotional boundaries and times in my schedule when I look at the email, when I look at the feedback, when I look at those complaints. Steve, why is that so important? We set boundaries for when we're going to look at the email, well, when we're going to respond to that.
2: say that you're out and it's your birthday, and maybe you're someone who doesn't drink a lot, but, you know, you're doing
0: one. You on had, had to be- a beverage. You yeah, had a martini. Had
2: it and you- it's
0: 11 o'clock at night. You've Ubered. You're responsible. You, got, you got that
2: nasty email or text or whatever it was, Yeah. and then you respond. I mean, you wouldn't be the first business person or celebrity or whatever to, to have a few drinks and respond and tweet or... Or reply to an email that, that you shouldn't, or say something you shouldn't. So you have to set that boundary so you don't set yourself up to respond to somebody when you're not in the right state of mind.
0: Now, over sort of, time, I encourage you, I encourage you, thrivers, over time to understand this, that this will become true. Is that over time, you'll kind of become numb to complaints. If you're not careful. And then they always need to be learning opportunities. They always need to be learning opportunities. Steve, why can you never get numb to a complaint where you're like, well, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, I don't even care. I'm like a freaking I'm like a freaking battleship. I'm like a rock baby. I don't even, I don't even deal with co- complaints, don't even enter my brain. I am right. awesome. Why why do you why can't you get well, numb to it?
2: I think you can be numb to the fact of the emotional response so that your customer doesn't see the negative response that you might be mm. feeling. But you don't want to get numb to the complaint because y- your business will fail. It, eventually, you're, now your employees will become numb to it because they're doing what they see you doing, and you'll believe that you don't stink. Yeah, right. That you don't have any problems.
0: So here, here's a notable quote. I want to give all the thrivers right there. This is from Daniel Goleman, the best-selling author of a book called Emotional Intelligence. He's one of the leading psychologists in the world of business. His book Emotional Intelligence was powerful in my life. And I'm telling you, it can change the game for you. It's unbelievable. It's called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. He wrote, we need to recreate boundaries. When you carry a digital gadget, that creates a virtual link to the office. You need to create a virtual boundary that didn't exist before. Steve, if I'm setting boundaries, I'm learning how to deal with complaints, but I want to learn sales and marketing and accounting, there's really four things I can do if I want to learn sales, marketing, accounting, PR. I want, to, I want to learn all of that. There's four things that the Thrivers can do today. The first one is they can go to ThriveTimeShow.com and sign up for the podcast. Steve, why would anybody want to sign up for the Thrive Time Show podcast, my man?
2: Because of the content that you get. I mean, you, you know, the you've got Doctor Z, you've got Clay, you've got the number of guests that you guys uh, bring on, and and there's just a lot of good content that's that's coming out of that that can help you grow your business. The people have, that have been places you haven't been in your business yet.
0: Is, isn't Dr. Z sort of an overwhelming mass of knowledge? I mean, isn't he sort of his, his calm and his confidence? And, like, he's not a guy who's out there braggadocious about it, but how right. he can just kind of point at the scoreboard if he wants to and show he's winning. I mean, isn't that pretty awesome to have that access? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
2: don't want to say I'm surprised by some of the things, but it's surprising because he's not. Yeah, you, I, he's one of those people that you're like, don't mess with him. He's just he's great. <laughs> I feel like now, I shouldn't mess with him. No, I'm serious. That's how I feel, too. But I always try to. Be, like, when I'm he's leaving, I scared. say, I love you. Yeah, I love you.
0: I love you. Now, the second, the second thing we can do is you can go up to thrivetimeshow.com, and you can book your tickets for an in-person workshop. Now, we're all sold out for June already. Steve, why does someone need to book their tickets for the July edition of the Thrive Time Show, in-person, 15-hour workshops? Because if you don't, there won't be any spots left.
5: I
2: have, like... Several people who have been like, I want to go to the workshop. And I'm like, sign up. Stop talking about it and just go do it.
0: Steve, if I'm not convinced, I say I can't afford it. Why do I need to sign up for the in-person workshop? That's
2: your problem. Because you, you spend money on alcohol or other stuff, but you can't afford
0: a workshop to improve your business? Check it out. Thrive15.com, Come the on. world's most affordable business school are, and, and Thrive Nation. We have one-on-one business coaching. Get it all at ThriveTimeShow.com. And as always, sign up three, two, two one, one, boom, boom!
2: Whoa!